I'm Leslie. And I'm Amber. And you're listening to The The Grim Grim Mystics. All right. <laughs> Hello, friends. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I never know how to start it. I feel like we need to, you know, we've got a um, scripted intro. I feel like we need to, like, script our no. hello. No, we don't. We just need to do whatever <laughs> sounds right, and it's usually awkward and whatever, but it's perfect for us. <laughs> okay. That You're right. That is perfect mm-hmm. for us. Um, you might hear a lovely sound in the background. Um, I'm doing dishes. <laughs> so oh. if you hear any randomness, um, that's my dishes. <laughs> we need to do. Love yeah. a. <laughs> no, I love a good multitasking queen. Yeah. Look at you Woke go. up this morning, got my <laughs> mic all set up, had some breakfast and was like, I should run the dishwasher. And then after I hit start, I was like, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to do what you got to do. No, no shame in that. So we're just real life here, um, doing dishes and recording a podcast. You know, everyday things that everyone does. (laughs) I can't hear it. So good. And I've got headphones in, so we should be good. Because, yeah, it's popping up a little bit on my sound waves. Did you hate me last time? Because I had my window open. I was thinking about that. No, it was fine. There was like one or two spots where there was like a loud vehicle, but I was able to mute that. So that was easy. Oh, good. Honestly, though, I am so bummed because I had to cut probably the funniest thing that we talked about because so we have decided the ghost in Leslie's house. The reason her mic goes so wonky and all that stuff is because the ghosts are trying to record their own podcast and we're just in the way. <laughs> and it was this beautiful back and forth banter. But while we were talking about it, your microphone was going crazy <laughs> and you could hardly hear what you were saying because it was so staticky. <laughs> are you fucking with me, Amber? No, I'm not. <laughs> like it was so staticky and like. Like, I could have left it in, but it would have been, like, where my sound, like, you know, didn't have any, and then it would have just come on, like, while you were talking. (gasps) Amber. (laughs) Oh, my God. I appreciate your ghosts very much, and I don't want to offend, but, like, could they at least do the part during, like, the non-funny stuff? Oh, my God. (laughs) I I forgot that we had that conversation. I Mm kind of just got goosebumps. (laughs) The, was that <laughs> I know the, you're in your house so <laughs> alone was that the only time that the static was going no it did it on and off throughout like near the end of the episode you can kind of hear it too but I think that's from when your stand fell oh yeah that <laughs> so was funny yeah I think your microphone was like I'm done <laughs> so but it makes sense your microphone is very tired because it's not only recording our podcast but your ghosts are also trying to record their own podcast oh my god can somebody yeah. who's an artist it can be Leah because Leah drew our cover <laughs> art can somebody make me like a cartoon of like two ghosts having a podcast 
please 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 <laughs> yeah if if anyone is an artist who's into that or graphic design or whatever we will like legitimately turn it into stickers yes no i want it on like a t-shirt i i can like picture yeah. it on like a black t-shirt with like a square <laughs> logo like i'm i'm actually begging please can somebody yeah. do this yeah yeah like please i know like you know engagement is everything but like th- we need it yeah no <laughs> i mean this moment maybe one day we'll sell it but like I just want it for Amber and I. <laughs> we'll we'll walk it around town first and show it off to everybody. Oh <laughs> my god, Amber, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I just thought it was funny because we haven't like talked about them in a while, and like maybe they were excited that they were getting a shout out again because it's been a minute, oh and like gosh. it's been a minute since there was any weird stuff going on. <laughs> Or, or they've gotten used to you talking about weird stuff that they originally didn't want you to talk about. I don't know. Oh, my, I'm shooketh. I really am. Yeah. But it was like, I could have, I was like, I seriously sat there for probably 20 minutes debating, keeping it in and I would play it and it was just the static. Like I could not get, no matter what editing I did, I could not get the static to stop and then if I lowered the static noise it would lower your voice and like then you couldn't hear it and then if I turned it up the static was really loud like it was just impossible but we have two podcasts going at the same time we're that great at our jobs that is so crazy (laughs) I I can't get over that (laughs) I know I know. So, so yeah, there you go, friends. Um, it's not as funny uh, bringing it up a second time. <laughs> no, it's pretty funny. I, I cannot believe that there was static while we were joking about mm-hmm. ghosts having a podcast over hours. Yeah, no, it was wow. the most static for sure. And then, yeah, like I said, at the end, you can kind of hear it just because I think that's from your stand falling and your mic was probably just like, what the hell? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. That's crazy. Thank you for telling me that. Oh my God. Yeah. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I couldn't keep it in the episode because it was funny. I laughed every time I listened to it. (laughs) Yeah. I totally forgot about it. I totally (laughs) forgot about that conversation. Well, and I did too until I started listening to it. It's amazing, guys. Like we, you know, we come in and we have kind of a plan. And then once it's recorded, I totally forget what happens. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I never. We we don't have a plan because our conversation, we just go with the flow. We just go where the conversation leads us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I just like was totally like, well, I, I forgot this happened. And it was so funny. But yeah, that static was just so bad and it was annoying me and I was like well if it annoys me to listen to like I'm sure it would annoy someone else to listen to too that's so funny so if you could get your ghosts in check (laughs) for this part of the joke because we're telling it the second time (laughs) oh my god if there is static again I'm gonna shit my pants Well, and I didn't, I didn't remember hearing it like while we were talking. So that's like the bummer with this like audio stuff is like, it sounds crystal clear right now for us, but then you get it later and you're re-listening to it. And like, it's like you're on another ghost hunter show and you hear like static. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to be dramatic, right? Like, and I'm sure there are some people who are like, okay, we get it. Like you don't have to keep up. Like if they think that we're kidding. I mean, that's literally what they say in those in like when you're ghost hunting is you can't hear it. And that's what makes it Mm -hmm. so weird is that after the fact, you go back and listen to it. That's what's so crazy about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like none of this is staged. I swear. (laughs) Girl Scout honor, Spock honor. I'm doing the live long and prosper because I wasn't a Girl Scout. So I don't know the symbol. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Yeah. 
yeah no it's it's horrible <laughs> like in the best way possible like it's just like i'm so bummed because like if the static could go over like when we're like oh hold on like i said i read that wrong let me redo it that would be perfect but yeah. the, of course it's over like the jokes <laughs> okay and now i'm really second guessing because i've kind of okay i've kind of gotten to um the thrifting part of my life um i'm go- <laughs> i li- like furniture i really want to thrift like old looking cool furniture and like okay. little decor stuff um Uh like i almost bought this like really weird looking um antique pirate ship it was like a model and (laughs) i know it sounds weird but i was like i think that'll fit you know in my office i've got my black wall i've got my big Mm -hmm, leather like sofa Mm -hmm. seat like i'm definitely going for like a creepy bookstore vibe in here vibe yeah and you do have it well but now i'm second guessing thrifting everything because (laughs) oh my god if they're already here what is it? What am I? What am I gonna bring if I bring in a freaking? I almost bought a picture of this dude who looked awesome, but Robbie's like, no, you cannot buy this picture and bring this into my house. No, <laughs> I I would draw the line at like pictures of like other people that may or may not be dead. Yeah, that, that um. he said that was his line too. So. <laughs> But, like, the pirate ship, like, that seems nice. Like, you just have to, like, you know, talk to it, make sure that whatever is, <laughs> you know, attached to it knows that you're friendly and knows that that's all you accept. And maybe we'll just get more weird shit when we record. I think you should do the pirate ship. That sounds cool. It, it just made me laugh because how you described it made it sound... <laughs> well, Robbie vetoed it because it was made out of, like, a Viking horn. And he was like, this is kind of throwing me off. Like, he's on board. He bless his little Mm. heart he's being so patient with me uh he's like (laughs) okay whatever (laughs) we'll get the weird shit that you want (laughs) yeah he was like the horn is throwing me off like let's find a regular pirate weird ship and i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) so you still have to hunt for the best pirate ship but now i'm just really second guessing all of this because if i already am having weird freaking ghosty (laughs) shit if I at least those are with the spirits that I already know if I bring in other spirits that I don't know then I really could be fucking us you just have to have a conversation with whatever you bring home with you okay (laughs) okay like just you know set the standards before you even bring it into your house just like on the car ride home just be like hey this is beautiful I'm very excited to have it in my space you will be in a space where we will be talking about spooky haunted you know creepy crap (laughs) please (laughs) Don't make it any scarier than it already is. <laughs> okay. So when I bring That's in these what, things, yeah. I'm just going to save that little clip and I'll just play it. I'll be like, all right, welcome to the group, everybody. We're all here. <laughs> exactly. Like, just play this in a loop in the car. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Until you, until you get home. And then, like, and through the car, smart, because they try to use the radio to communicate anyway. So it was probably a little clearer message than just talking at them. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, <laughs> And then they'll know your expectations when you come home and they will either respect it or they won't. And I don't know what happens if they don't. (laughs) If they don't, then they they don't get to live here. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. So then if anything weird happens, you take it right back to that place and you say, nope. (laughs) Oh, my God. Too ghosty. I love this side tangent because, I mean, we're 11 (laughs) minutes in and I'm going to keep this because this is so on brand for us. I did want to tell you, I saw a TikTok about elephants worshiping the moon that I needed to talk <gasps> oh, about. Oh, you sent it to me. I yes. saw it this morning. <laughs> yes. I, I needed to talk about it because I thought it was hilarious. But that oh was God. the ghost 
thrifting that was such a better intro it really was <laughs> well and we can just share the elephant tiktok as well because okay. i saw that and i was like oh my god like i like elephants i think they're like probably the coolest one of i should say one of the coolest animals that we like have on our planet yes and agreed. they're just so deep and like thoughtful and spiritual and like it's just like in- insane like an elephant's brain has got to be one of the most interesting things to learn about mm-hmm. and when you sent that to me I saw it this morning and I was like oh my god oh my god yeah <laughs> basically we're gonna post it but listen to this yeah. and then you can go watch it basically mm-hmm. elephants are witches and that's what the yeah. girl said and she nailed it so yeah she did like well and we'll obviously when we share it it'll have her handle so yes. we can give her credit uh but yeah she um ha- hit the nail on the head and it just makes me love <laughs> elephants even more yes i agree agreed <laughs> we'll go ahead and get started so t- today on the maps we're going to sidcup london <laughs> to sidcup london yes. to london england um so okay so in honor of the secrets of dumbledore that just came out <gasps> harry potter oh I, yeah did you go see it i did i just saw it on friday Ooh. it was okay i'll be honest oh. oh it was okay um it would have justice for johnny i wish he would have oh. been in it um but the guy who yeah. played grindelwald actually did a very well, uh, good job in my opinion that's what i've read i've read that he is actually probably would have been a very good like first yes. choice it's just unfortunate that like all of this crap with johnny depp and unfortunately a woman who is bringing down the good name of amber i know <laughs> fuck that bitch she is oh. the worst <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's all happening. And if- that's a whole other issue. But um, <laughs> back to Grindelwald. Yeah. No. I mean, it was fine. It it really was okay. But um, I did this case specifically in honor of Harry Potter and that movie. Ooh. So, oh, so we should also say real quick. It is about Harry Potter. I'm a Hufflepuff. Leslie, what are you? I'm a Hufflepuff. Yes. So um, we should make this a thing right now. Tell us what your Harry Potter house <gasps> is in the comments below. Yes, 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 yes. You can, um, in the reviews, you can tell us your Harry Potter house. You can, in mm-hmm. our podcast art on Instagram, Facebook, we want to know mm-hmm. the houses. Yep. So wherever you can find somewhere to comment on one of our things, just let us know what your house is. And if you really want to be a nerd, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, Amber, do you know your house for the American school? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a Thunderbird. <laughs> I'm a Thunderbird. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling like my mom is a Pukwudgie, and I feel like you and my mom, you and my mom, remind me of each other. So I feel like you would be a oh. Pukwudgie. Would a Pukwudgie be like the uh, Hufflepuff equivalent? Because I feel like I embody Hufflepuff. 100%. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pukwudgie is definitely um, yes that equivalent with a little bit of extra spice in there. Ooh, okay. I'll have to, I'll look up a quiz and I'll take it and I'll let you guys know next week. Okay. Yeah. And if you know, then put it in the comments too. Say like mm-hmm. Hufflepuff and Thunderbird. Da da da. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. <clears throat> so in honor of that today, um, we are talking about the murder of Robert Knox, who played Marcus Belby in Harry Potter. Marcus Belby? Who's that? So we will talk about it, but Marcus Belby, okay. he has a very quick, short part. But I think as soon as I remind you of the part in the movie, you'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I know exactly who that is. Okay. Okay. So um, my sources, I had a whole bunch. Uh, the True Crime Fix podcast, the Lady Justice True Crime podcast, 
and the Students' Verdict podcast um, got together and did this kind of trio with, there's a movie, a documentary called Knox, the Rob Knox story um, that I tried watching so hard and I, I can't find it. I'm wondering if it's because it was in the UK and I'm in America. I mean, I looked on Amazon. I looked on, I Googled it. I looked at the Rob Knox Foundation website. I mean, I tried really hard to watch this documentary because it looks amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't, but so those podcasts and that documentary got together and kind of got, rob's story out and it's kind of amazing if you have the time to listen they i really feel like i know rob now because oh wow they interviewed his family and his friends and it was it was really cool to watch from a victim's perspective they really Mm -hmm. did his story justice and it it just i mean like i said it's it's a lot like the true crime fix episode is about two hours Oh, goodness. Uh, and then the student verdicts, they have two episodes that are about an hour and a half each. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's, it's going to take some time. It's very extensive, but it's mm-hmm. worth it, in my opinion, if you have the time. OK, awesome. So those three podcasts helped a lot. Um, I also, like I said, went to the Rob Knox Foundation website. Um, there were a few articles that I read, one on The Guardian, one on Kent Live News, um, one on Euronews, MurderUK.com, um, lots of things. And all of those sources mm-hmm. will be in the description notes, like always. Nice. Shall. So, um, Robert Arthur Knox was born on August 21st, 1989, to Colin and Sally Knox. He had a younger brother named Jamie, and Jamie and Rob were best friends. Um, it was actually quoted in one of the podcasts that um, Jamie and Rob were like one, like one person. They were always together. They always did things together. And it it just sounds very endearing and sweet from brothers, you know. Hmm. Rob played rugby and European football. So soccer, but, (laughs) you know, they call it football. Uh, (laughs) um, He was described as a gentle giant, but was just very talented athletically. Um, You know, it's like he's like so nice, but he could also destroy you on the rugby field. Um. <laughs> I like I like those two contradicting personality types where, where they're, yeah. nice. you know, they're huge and then they're just like the sweetest people on the planet. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I think we kind of both married people like that. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of definitely our type. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's definitely what I married. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say, for those who don't know, my husband, 6'4". How, how tall is Craig? Uh, 6'3". Yeah, so we married some big boys, and we yeah. are not 6'3 <laughs> or 4, so... Um. My husband's a foot taller than me. <laughs> yes, ex- yep, me too, so always love that. Uh. Um, so Rob went to public school while his younger brother Jamie went to grammar school, um, but he... Rob was bullied so severely about his weight that his dad actually decided to pull Rob out of the public school and send him to the grammar school with Jamie. Oh, how sad. It it is really sad. And actually, Rob was very open about his bullying. Um, He was Mm -hmm. interviewed in a national newspaper. And he said, quote, they used to push me and beat me up in the corridor or outside in the school grounds. I started to really hate myself. Oh, my God. 
I know. Um, and so his dad pulled him out and it sounds like that was a really good decision. He ended up flourishing in the grammar school and ended up just appreciating his body style and his body size. Oh, good. You know, he was good at sports with it. Mm -hmm. And actually the role he got in Harry Potter kind of fit his body style too. So um, he ended up just embracing it and really being positive about it, which I think is great. So like I said, the true crime fix episode really goes into detail about who Rob was as a person. It was just so sweet. Um, They really talk about Rob on the foundation website. They mentioned that Rob received a merit award from the police for outstanding professional conduct um, because he he helped apprehend two men who assaulted someone at a shopping center that he worked at. (laughs) I know. Good for Rob. I know. He just sounds amazing. I just he really sounds It's just terribly sad that I'm talking about his murder right now. I mean, we know that he's murdered. And and so that's why if you have the time to listen. So when we did Brooke's episode just a couple episodes ago, you know, we Mm -hmm. both mentioned that we wished that we could have the time or the resources to really talk about these victims. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much more to them than just that they were murdered. And... I feel like I really got the opportunity to know Rob because of all of those podcasts. So that's awesome. Like really good for those podcasts that you listen to, to, to do that. Cause that's, it's hard to dive deeply into someone's life and then be able to speak it back to people Mm -hmm. who don't know about it. I know it's actually kind of um, intimidating because, (laughs) (laughs) um, because when I was looking up, information about him those were the only podcasts that i found about rob Mm -hmm. and that's kind of rare i don't know if you have found that i think it's rare that there's not many episodes about topics in this world Mm -hmm. and so i just hope that i do him justice (laughs) you know and i I, and because i'm gonna share they have a instagram for rob that's very active and i'm gonna share all that because i Mm -hmm. i do think it's important and we'll learn why there's such a big foundation um Mm -hmm. later on but yeah it's just a little intimidating (laughs) i think you're gonna do great leslie oh thanks 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 for the Mm -hmm. the support i needed it Um, (laughs) And so in that true crime episode, Colin, Rob's dad, is interviewed um, about the first moment that he saw Rob, like when he was born. Okay. And it is so touching. Um, I would be lying if I didn't tear up a little bit because it's just this father who will never see or hold his son again, remembering. (laughs) I know, but he's remembering the first second that he saw him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's just it's very touching. Very beautiful. Mm. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. And it's and Sally was the main source of income for the family. So Colin basically raised these boys. He was the stay at home dad. Mm. Very cool. I love that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of different than normal norms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so he talked about he did. You know, he took the boys to their sporting events and he took them two auditions which well is my next bullet point and and so it's just really neat listening to Colin talk about him and remembering him mm-hmm. and oh god okay we're we're done with the mushy <laughs> stuff i promise <laughs> we need a little mush you know <laughs> yes just a little bit um just- 
So Rob started acting when his brother wanted to audition for a role in King Arthur in 2004. Mm-hmm. And the two auditioned and both ended up getting cast as extras in the movie. Oh, nice. Um, the producers had asked Colin when they were at the audition if there's, if the boys knew how to ride a horse. And Colin's like, oh, yeah, like they're professional <laughs> horse riders. They had actually like never been on a horse. <laughs> Um, you knew that's where that was going. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, but they got the roles and they did fine. And, but that's what started Rob's acting career was because his dad lied that he could ride a horse. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so role, uh, <laughs> excuse me. So Rob is most famous for his role in Harry Potter in the Half-Blood Prince. Hmm. Um, Rob plays Ravenclaw Marcus Belby. Marcus Belby. Now they're at... In the movie, um, they're at Slughorn's Christmas party, the Slug Club. (laughs) And Cormac McLaggen is, like, sexually licking his, like, ice Uh cream spoon at Hermione (laughs) and, like, giving her the look and she's trying Mm -hmm. not to gag. And then there's this kid who's just, like, downing ice cream. And Slughorn is asking him about his uncle, Democles Belby. Uh-huh. Uh, Democles developed the Wolfsbane potion, mm-hmm. <laughs> which um, for the muggles out there basically <laughs> makes werewolves like calm their shit. Yep. <laughs> um, I looked actually on the Harry Potter wiki page <laughs> and it literally says it relieves but not cures the symptoms of werewolfery. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. So. And so then Marcus is like, you see, I don't know. He and my dad don't get along very much, which was the hint from last week. Oh, yeah. It's his line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. so that that's his most famous role. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, you said Slughorn's thing, and I'm sorry. My audio went really loud. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I wanted. I, that's what I was like. I think as soon as I tell you, you'll be yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly who that is. <laughs> okay. And then Slughorn's kind of like bummed out that he invited yes. someone to his his fancy, you know, special dinner. <laughs> Which can we say, I think is kind of funny. Let's, as an adult rewatching Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you know, his, his uncle is like this huge chemist. And for those who don't know, Slughorn is a potions teacher. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like he invited Marcus because his uncle is this huge potion year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Marcus is chowing down ice cream and being like well i don't really know you know it's just kind of funny like oh was he just there because he had clout basically well and that's kind of what it points to in the movies and the books is that slughorn is a clout chaser like dumbledore was able to get slughorn to work for him by bringing harry yeah yeah he got starstruck Uh mm -hmm, yeah so i think that that's the perfect embodiment of what slughorn's doing and it backfired in that moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so there's Rob. There's our Rob. Okay. 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 I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that, um, I could go into a lot more detail about Rob's background, mm-hmm. but like I said, because those other podcasts did such a great job, I'm going to leave that to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are a true crime podcast after all. So we're going to talk about the murder. Okay. Okay. So, on May 16th, 2008, a man named Carl Norman Bishop was at his usual evening hangout, which was a bar called the Metro Bar Mm -hmm. in Sidcup, which is a suburb of London. I think. 
I don't know. I'm American. <laughs> you let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All Anyone, of our European yeah. listeners. Yeah. We, we have a couple randomly that chime in mm-hmm. or, or pop in every once in a while. So you let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a quick little bit about Carl. Uh, Carl was born in 1987 and was 21 in 2008. There isn't a lot of background about him other than he was unemployed in 2008 and uh, was known to frequent the Metro Bar a lot. I always wonder, okay, how? <laughs> how are you unemployed and able to go to a bar? <laughs> yeah, well, especially now. Like, I yeah. wish I was unemployed yeah. and I could afford to go to a bar. <laughs> yeah, like, how, how, how can that be your frequent spot if you are unemployed? <laughs> I mean, 2008 was a long time ago, and who knows what the economy was like That's in true. London. That's true. Definitely not me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, he he was at the bar all the time. Um, he was later described as someone who had been, quote unquote, very angry as a child, oh. and attended great and attended multiple anger management courses. Oh, <laughs> um, according to Bishop, he was expelled from school and was already excuse me and already had a paper trail with local police by the time that he was fourteen. So he is the opposite. <laughs> of opposite of Rob. Rob, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very opposite. Wow. Um, so on May 16th, Bishop's at the Metro Bar, and he's throwing back Jack Daniels, you know, being the town drunk, like everyone's got one. Um, <laughs> and it's closing time, and Bishop realizes that he doesn't have his cell phone. And so he's kind of like freaking out, acting a fool. And he is like, who took my phone? Who took my phone? And he sees this group of young men next to him. And he starts accusing the group that they took his phone. Yeah. Um, the group happened to be Rob and some of his friends. Okay. So they're trying to calm him down. And they're trying to, you know, they're like, we didn't take your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't even know you. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't work. And Bishop starts calling them thieves and is like patting them down, like physically touching them. Oh, God. And I mean, I don't know how you would react. Uh, not well. If a complete stranger approached you. Not well. <laughs> accused you of stealing their shit and then put their hands on you. Yeah, not well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rob and his friends, yeah, they didn't like that either. And yeah. they started to push back and they were like, fuck, we didn't take your shitty 2008 flip phone. Okay, I like, <laughs> get off me. Um, and so Bishop is like physically assaulting them and... He notices that one of Rob's friends, whose name is Charlie, was wearing this T-shirt that said, too young to die. (gasps) (laughs) And Bishop kind of like made a joke like, well, you're just lucky that I don't knock you out. Uh You know, like you're not too young to die is literally what he was quoted to say. Oh, my God. Um, He then went to another member of the group named Dean and mm-hmm. hit him directly in the face. Oh, my God. Luckily, Dean wasn't badly injured, um, but it made the rest of the boys fight back, Of obviously. course, of course. Your friend gets mm-hmm. hit in the face. You're going to, uh, over some crazy drunk guy who's probably got his phone in his pocket. Exactly. He didn't. He, his phone was, it w- turned out it was stolen, but it was stolen by, like, a friend of his. They ended up finding out. I don't know. Oh. Um, I know it's that's a whole other disaster but yeah so they're in this fight and that's when bar security gets involved you know they call the police and actually an ambulance was called but it was basically written off as like 
you guys are just all drunk, like yeah. Rob's drunk, Bishop's drunk. You guys are just being stupid. Yeah. So they call it a bar fight and probably tell everyone mm-hmm. to get the hell out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, a week later, May 23rd, 2008, just four days after filming um, his scenes for the movie for Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Rob, Jamie, and some of their friends decide to go out and celebrate Rob's new role. Mm-hmm. The whole time they're joking, you know, he just kept joking like, well, I'm going to pick up so many chicks because all I have to say is, well, I'm in Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. I mean, if honestly, it would work for me. <laughs> Someone said that to me. I'd be like, whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would trip balls for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was wearing, he was, I'm sorry, I just read this and laughed. Um, he was wearing a T-shirt that said sex, drugs and sausage rolls. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, that's right. like that's nothing important but i just want again no. can you also make me a sticker someone make me a sticker so i can put that on my water bottle okay <laughs> yeah just get real creative with it and figure out <laughs> it reminds me of that weird movie sausage fest or whatever oh god yeah yeah <laughs> oh god yeah but anyway someone make me that please okay <laughs> um so, yeah, Jamie recalls it, you know, it was just a normal Friday night. Like, they're just at the bar with their friends or their mates because they're British. Um, <laughs> but Jamie was only 17 at the time, which meant that he was underage. Mm. Not by much because the drinking they're age 18, was... right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I think. Well, I Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, when we went over to Europe on our class trip, we were able to, you know, my mom signed a waiver saying I could drink. Well, yeah, but we were with my mom. I know. Well, but that's like they grow up that way. Oh, that's true. It's normal. Prob- you're right. They probably yeah. were throwing back some shit way sooner yeah. than us. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, so, but because Jamie's 17, he's like, well, I'm leaving. And he leaves with one of their friends named Callum. Mm-hmm. It's about 11 p.m. Um, on Friday and they leave the bar and notice that some of their other friends were hanging out outside. Um, when they start to approach them, they notice that one of the girls is kind of looking uncomfortable because there's this dude that's like all up on her business and he's very obviously agitated. We know who gets agitated. (laughs) (laughs) We know. We already (laughs) talked about it. Um, (laughs) And so, but they can't tell who it is from afar. And so they Mm -hmm. kind of go closer and they're like, oh, fuck. Like this dude (laughs) again. Okay. Oh, no. And um, and so they go up and it turns out that Bishop, it was Bishop, mm. spoiler alert, <laughs> and um, he was pissed off because they wouldn't let him into the bar. Why is that that girl's fault? <laughs> well, I th- they they literally said in one of the podcasts, like he was just doing what drunks do and he was making a mess like he was just acting a fool, Okay, um, which is kind of crazy, like. I'm not around people like that. Mm-hmm. I don't frequent bars, right? Like, that's not, like, my no go-to. So it is kind of weird to hear that that's just a normal thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, and it's weird, too, because, like, depending on, like, where you go and, like, what time, like, Craig and I like to go to breweries, and I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> anything like this, you know? But we also go to breweries, like, 
we'll go to dinner and then go to a brewery and mm-hmm. hang out for a couple of hours. Like there's not the, the bar scene is not our our scene at all. Well, but breweries close at like eight eight p.m. max, and bars close at like three a.m. That's true. Yeah, so we we cut out the silly drunkenness yeah. by not bar hopping. Nothing good happens after a certain time. No. <laughs> Or so they say. I don't know. I'm at home by like 8.30, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, lately, Craig and I have been going to bed at like 8. (laughs) Oh, my God. I went to bed at 8.45 last night, and it was amazing. Zero regrets. See, (laughs) see, yeah, we did not get home until after 10 o'clock, so I was struggle bussing this morning, so we did opposites. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was going to ask, how was the hockey game? Did you see some fights? Did you get into a fight? Oh, yeah. How was it? What happened? (laughs) Um, Didn't get into a fight, but unfortunately, the people sitting behind us were not the greatest oh shit um psa like if you're going to a sporting event like just be a decent seat buddy like fair enough i get it (laughs) you just gotta you gotta make your opinion known i understand yeah (laughs) so okay anyway side tangent that probably won't make it into the podcast at all (laughs) maybe i don't know this is why we need a patreon but i just don't have the time or energy to devote to it nope don't at all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway <laughs> so we're at the uh, bar this this drunk asshole is annoying <laughs> yes yep yep so um and then yeah bishop is freaking out and then at one point he tries to go up to one of the female friends and kiss her oh my god and <laughs> it's at that point that jamie and callum approach the group and he's like you know get the fuck off her kind of mm-hmm. tries to um diffuse the situation yeah and uh between jamie and callum and the rest of the group bishop realizes that he's outnumbered and he kind of backs off and just walks away to the train station Hmm. and so they're like oh perfect you know great now we don't have to worry about this they continue about their night jamie and callum are walking back to their car they're about to leave when they notice a man coming back spoiler alert it's bishop he walks out of the train station and he's holding a, a kitchen knife what um yeah like who's giving out knives in the train station can we not <laughs> i mean so clearly that's something he brings with him on his nights at the bar well i'm wondering do you i don't know if this is real or if it's just in movies don't they have like lockers sometimes? oh yeah sometimes including if it's one of those uh towns where the train is like transportation yeah Ooh, yeah i forgot about that which i mean I th- it's europe so i think tra- the train station is definitely mm-hmm. one of the main sources of transportation yeah either way he bishop is walking back to the group with a kitchen knife oh shit and he runs to one of the boys whose name is nikki mm-hmm. and bishop holds the knife up to nikki's throat and is like are you guys talking about me like are you talking shit about me and they're like what are you like what is your problem Mm -hmm. like no we're not talking about you at all and jamie and callum kind of notice that it just seems like bishop will not be talked down um and callum is in the car and he actually drives his car up onto the curb to like distract him like trying to break break Mm -hmm. up this fight And Bishop turns around and starts yelling at the car. And, you know, he's like, Mm -hmm. you want some of this? Like, you know, just totally acting a fucking fool, acting crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And then he just starts walking away. You know, he's like grumbling. And I can just picture it. Just this messy fool just walking away yeah. with his still with his kitchen knife after he just tried to start a fight for no reason. Yeah. So Jamie calls Rob and he's like, dude, that fucking dude's back. Heads up. Like, he's a real hostile. I don't know what he's doing. He's got a knife. Like, maybe you guys should just call it a night. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nikki is calling the police and he's like, uh, this motherfucker just tried to slit my throat. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That scared me. Um, that was my husband. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. Um <laughs> uh, and so, so Nikki's calling the police and he, the operator says that Nikki um, just keeps saying, like, can you please get a police car here? Like, we're trying to calm things down, but we need the police here. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while Nikki is on the phone, Jamie on the sidewalk sees Bishop coming back. And why didn't they leave? <gasps> they have a car. <laughs> well, I think I just imagine this is like absolutely chaotic. Yeah, That's the only yeah, thing sure. that I can think of. Well, and see, I get, I think that's kind of something too, right? Like the fight or flight. And so they think they scared him off. Like, but I would have been like, let's get in the car. <laughs> let's drive. And like, we have cell phones. <laughs> well, and, and Jamie's, I think he's trying to get Rob. I think he's trying to get Rob out of the bar. Mm. Um, and I think that's, I, I obviously don't know, but mm-hmm. um, that's well, and they're, what it, they're a little drunk. And yeah, I don't know if Jamie is. And I hope Callum oh. isn't because he's driving. Oh, shit. Okay, so, yeah. So, well, and see, I I get, like, worrying about your friend, but I would be like, hey, heads up, this guy was over at this train station. He might be coming back to the bar, but, like, I don't know. I guess my mindset would be more like, let's self-preserve for a moment, and, like, Rob will be okay because he's not here. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Um, they do mention the fight or flight Mm-hmm. in one of the ep- one of the podcasts mm-hmm. and jamie says that his didn't work and he just froze like that was mm. that was his response he just didn't even know what to do okay. um and so yeah it's kind of sad okay. but it's yeah, kind of interesting sad. you said that because they also <laughs> mentioned that exact thing um mm. and so yeah i'm just picturing this like absolutely chaotic scene um and jamie's screaming from the sidewalk like this dude's got a knife you know but no, there's so much going on that no one can hear him. Hmm. So Rob rushes outside of the bar because Jamie, when Jamie called him telling him this mm-hmm. dude's back, he said, you know, he pulled a knife on Nikki. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that. Uh, and Rob is pissed and he comes rushing out because he's trying to confront whoever threatened his brother. You know, remember, he's brave. He was literally given mm-hmm. an award for apprehending. For being brave. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like his thing. And um, Rob is yelling at Bishop, like, if you keep threatening my brother, you're dead. You know, and they're Bishop and Rob are going back and forth. Um, <clears throat> onlookers say that Bishop was smiling um, maniacally, like a fucking Ew. psychopath. And was just being like, who's going to make my day? Um, you know, come at me, basically. Jesus. I would have run him over with a car. Like, we don't <laughs> need to have police? words. Well, that, but like, we don't need to have words. Like, I have a car <laughs> at my disposal. Yeah. Like, I-, I will deal with whatever after. But if you're smiling at me like that, like, I'm going to hit you with the car and you're going to be a little distracted. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, okay. So, Bishop puts the knife down. He stops pointing it at Rob and puts it in his pocket. Oh. And,. One of the friends named Andrew is like, I'm going to take this minute. You know, everything is going quick. And so mm-hmm. 
he just really quickly, Andrew punches Bishop in the face. Oh, fuck. Just trying to like stop things down. That was like the first thing that came to his mind. Yeah, knock him out and he's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it didn't work, unfortunately. Oh, shit. Bishop pulled out the first knife and then pulls out an additional kitchen knife. What the hell? <gasps> Do they <Yes>. grow on trees? <laughs> I don't know where this fucking dude is carrying all these knives. But yeah, he had two kitchen oh knives. Um, and he begins slashing and waving the knives for about 90 seconds. Okay. Rob tackled Bishop <gasps> and like a rugby tackle. And uh-huh. Jamie sees that Rob is slumped under Bishop's body, not moving. Oh, no. Jamie rushes towards Bishop, throws him off. And Rob looks at Jamie in the eyes and say, I, and says, I've been stabbed. Oh, my God. Andrew, one of the friends, um, ends up being stabbed just below the collarbone. Oh, my God. Nikki was trying to disarm Bishop um, when he got stabbed completely through the hand while he was trying oh. to protect his face. Oh, my God. Dean was stabbed three times in the neck, three different times. <gasps> and a friend named Tom was stabbed in the head. <laughs> oh, my God. He Was he just spinning with his two knives? Yes. Like, just going yes, he was crazy? Just, yes. Like, literally just slashing. Just absolutely he insane. Did, he did this in 90 seconds. In 90 seconds. And there's one oh more. Oh. Um, a friend named Charlie was hit across the face with the knife <gasps> and has like a, and his whole face was cut. <gasps> Where are the police? <sighs> I know. Um, and actually, they don't come until six minutes later until <gasps> um, some one of the someone in the group is holding Bishop down and they hold him until the police come. Oh, my God. So someone who was stabbed, because like most mm-hmm. of the group has been stabbed, is dealing with that. And they're luckily their adrenaline has kicked in and they're able to hold him down for six minutes mm-hmm. waiting for the cops to come. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Callum and Jamie, who were sitting with Rob, remember Rob just repeating, save me, save me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, in a later statement, Tom recalls that he tried stopping Bishop, but he said, I didn't realize that he had a second knife. Yeah. Um, well, which you is just, you're not, how do you know that? You don't know. I know. I know. I, I am so sad. I can't imagine. I hope that they don't feel guilt yeah. or grief. Um, cause who would have known? Honestly. No. Yeah. Like, no, that would just be, that, that would be a silly, like assume, <laughs> then you assume he has a hundred knives. Like you can't, you can't think like that. Exactly. Um, While Bishop was being detained by police, Jamie had to sit and watch paramedics try to resuscitate his brother and his best friend. Oh, my God. Jamie later said that in his heart, he he thinks that he knew that Rob was dead at that point Mm -hmm. Um, in his heart. But they all the while were just hoping that that he wasn't. Um, Colin actually says that while they were sitting at the hospital, they even were like, oh, they're going to they're going to serve, you know, he's going to survive. They're going to fix him. It's going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, and they were not expecting at all <laughs> to hear the words. We couldn't save him, which is exactly what they said to them. Oh my God. Rob was pronounced dead at Queen Elizabeth hospital at 1 AM on May 24th. Um, he was stabbed five times 
once in the buttocks and four times in the chest, puncturing his left lung and a main artery, which ultimately caused his death. Oh, my God. Yeah, just terrible. It's <laughs> just terrible. Um, so traumatic. I can't even imagine. Well, and I mean, if you think about it, too, like the bravery thing, like Rob saw a threat and wanted to stop it for his friends like he took the brunt mm-hmm. of the chaotic spinning that bishop was doing and his friends were you know hopefully able to walk away i mean uh, obviously not dead but able to walk away without too much damage too mm-hmm. yeah i think um who was stabbed in the neck let me go back to my notes there um dean Mm-hmm. Dean was stabbed in the neck, and he actually has permanent oh, um, no. disabilities now. Oh. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, just terrible. Oh, my God. So at the scene, back at the scene, um, Charlie, one of the victims, identified Bishop. Um, you know, they have him in custody, but then he, Charlie, needed to confirm, yes, yeah. that's who just attacked us. Yeah. Oh, um, so traumatic. Oh, my God. Charlie then shouted at Bishop, saying that he hopes he rots in hell. Um, which Bishop laughed and said that he'd been there before. And when he comes out, he'll come back and rape his mom. What? Yeah, (laughs) that's what he that's what he said. That's what he was shouting. Oh, my God. This man, like, is clearly mentally unwell and needs professional help. He also was throwing a fit, saying that police were arresting him due to his ethnicity. Yeah, not the knives. Which obviously isn't true. <laughs> In his pocket, yeah. Yeah, you just fucking stabbed people. Not the not the Houdini. Yeah, he's got like Houdini pockets full of knives. It's not that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just because of your ethnicity. Um and in the same, in the same, all in the same time, he's saying, you know, just skip jail. I don't want to go to jail. Just take me to prison. Um, you know, I want to work out. I want to get three meals a day. Uh there yeah he was just like let's just get this over with um the only bit of remorse was when he realized that he wouldn't be able to watch a fight that night anymore and he was saying you know fucking hell and now i can't watch this like like a professional fight he wasn't satisfied with the fight that he started okay (laughs) yeah yeah he wanted to they they mentioned the fighter's name it's all above my head i don't i don't watch that but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that was that was like the only bit of remorse that he had wow when he was arrested and that's not even like remorse that's just like being selfish and being like oh i had plans yeah pretty (laughs) much pretty much (laughs) <laughs> like can we do this tomorrow because i really wanted to watch this pay-per-view yeah i already paid for it god damn it yeah like <laughs> i don't have a job i don't know how i continue to keep drinking and watching these pay-per-views but i've got to <laughs> there's no background maybe he's like a trust fund baby or something i don't know oh maybe or maybe he's collecting unemployment mm, or something maybe i don't know how that works in europe wow I don't either. <laughs> um, so the media in London went crazy, obviously. Of course. Um, not only because Rob was a super hot topic because he's mm-hmm. in Harry Potter and it's yeah. about the movie hadn't even been released. Like he just filmed his scenes. Um, oh my and, God. and so they were all going crazy. But the biggest issue was because he is just one of many who was victims um, mm-hmm. to knife violence in Europe. Mm. So it sounds like how we fight gun violence, they fight knives. <laughs> um, 
oh, they're both bad too. Like I don't know like know. which one I'd be like perf- like there's no preference. <laughs> I know. And I, we're not going to start a political debate because mm. when I was telling my husband, he had to drive, yeah. you know, he's got to be a pain in my ass <laughs> and was like, oh, well, see, <laughs> like whether he agrees with it or not, he just wants to get me riled yes. up. <laughs> we're not even going to talk about it. It's all bad. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, a, a, a um, weapon with s- someone who's clearly mentally unstable. I mean, it doesn't even need to yes. be a weapon. It could be like a screwdriver with someone mentally unstable. It's not good. That could be a weapon. Yeah. Like anything could be turned you into know? a weapon with someone mm-hmm. who has that mindset and it just is going to do what they're going to do, unfortunately. Exactly. So at the time of Rob's death, um, the Guardian article, which I read, was which was written on that Saturday, the exact day that he was murdered. Oh, God. Says that Rob was the 14th teenager to be murdered in London that so far that year. Oh, my God. It also mentions a 16-year-old named Jimmy Mizen who was stabbed and killed, quote-unquote, a fortnight ago, which I don't know what that means, but that's what it said. It's like a couple nights, isn't it? It's usually like... I think so. Three. Maybe like the night before. Or, yeah, I don't know. Three or four. Okay. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that was written the day he was murdered, and there was just a 16... Who was four... Uh, sorry. Sorry. He was 16, and he was oh murdered. Oh, my God. Um. I read an article oh, written. Oh, I figured it out. Oh, perfect. It's a period of two weeks. Oh, okay. Okay. That's kind of a... So, to the day. It means to the day. So, a fortnight. So, two weeks to the day mm. someone else died of knife violence. We should um, we should adopt that because that... Isn't that nice? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A fortnight ago, I was really tired at work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't remember what I did a fortnight ago, but... See, that's the hard part. <laughs> Do you remember what you did two weeks ago to the day? So maybe that's why it's not very common. <laughs> I mean, it must be common if they if they put it in their everyday jargon. I don't know. Well, maybe they think they remember more than we do. <laughs> they are European, so... <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't know, like that means anything. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> They're better than us somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I also read an article um, that was written in early 2022, and it said that London recorded its worst ever annual death toll from teenage homicides, with a total of 30 young men being killed in 2021. Jesus. Most of these victims um, were victims of knife violence, with many being killed by another teenager. The youngest victim recorded was only 14 years old. Oh, my God. So maybe they shouldn't be allowed to drink at a young age and have knives. Like, clearly something's not working. (laughs) That was a perfect segue into my next bullet, Amber. You did it. (laughs) Thank you. You you did it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Colin, who is Rob's father, uh, was Mm -hmm. quoted to say, it's Groundhog Day. You wake up, you hear bad news, you go to bed. You wake Mm -hmm. up, you hear bad news. Um, This was in response to those 2021 statistics. Yeah. And so Colin and Sally created the Rob Knox Foundation in honor of Rob. Mm. They travel from schools and educate young people around Europe about the dangers of knife violence and campaign for tougher laws to make their streets safer. Mm-hmm. Um, they I mean, that they really are. They're trying to go talk to these teenagers because that's obviously a huge, a huge issue in Europe. Well, it's crazy that, like, the statistics are showing it's very large numbers in, like, 
male casualties and it's like Mm -hmm. uh, it's just crazy like that you know i don't know uh testosterone or whatever is built up there but like clearly like violence is a problem and that's how they're taking care of it and it shouldn't be that way it almost sounds like um like a cultural thing right yeah like maybe it's just normal for these 16 year old boys to to buy knives and buy guns and Mm -hmm. or not guns i'm sorry buy alcohol and like that's just what how, that's like a cultural it's how norm. You resolve a problem in their brains. Yeah, that's true. Because like, I don't know. You're right. It's like guns for us. Because I don't know the last time I read something about like knife violence. Really, not as much here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not. It's definitely not as publicized as clearly it is over there. Well, and I think that they do have some gun control. So, mm. so that's. I mean, so they found a new weapon to do. The- yeah. Bad that's with. that's why I said don't come at me with your political conversations because <laughs> <clears throat> I just am not in the mood for it. They're all fucking yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, all bad. On March fourth, two thousand nine, Carl Bishop was convicted of murder and sentenced to Good. life in prison with a recommendation Good. he serves a minimum of twenty years. So I think that's the European way of saying that he has a possibility of parole mm, in twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also given three other life sentences for the injuries that the other young men sustained. So he probably won't ever get out, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. Um, the judge on his case was quoted to say, your lack of regret, let alone remorse, is truly chilling. Wow. I always find it so interesting when judges say, like, I don't know, like, because you, you just hear judges talk a lot and it's very, like, legalese and, like, a lot of stuff that, you know, can kind of go over your head. But when so when a judge is, like, really speaking out of feeling and being like, you're scary. Yeah. Like, you need Jesus. It's, 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 yeah, it's more <laughs> I it's more intense, it feels like, when a judge kind of goes a little bit more emotionally and is like, you're icky. <laughs> it almost, like, feels more real because they yeah. see terrible everything things. yeah for them to be like dude you deserve a special shout out because you're yeah that like, fucking crazy i'm mm-hmm. gonna make a special call out saying like this has been you know or like when judges or cops are like this is the most intense case i've ever worked and stuff like that it's always like whoa so it's like really bad mm-hmm. yeah like whoa yeah exactly yeah. what you said mm-hmm. <laughs> wow and i bet he smiled i bet there was like a Cause that's something too that sucks with kind of like those personalities is like when you get that call out and you're being told like, this is like really chilling and uncomfortable. Like he's probably pretty proud of himself (laughs) for making a judge uncomfortable. I mean, probably the fact that while he's in handcuffs about to be put into a cop car, he tells somebody he's going to come out of prison and rape their mom. I mean, yeah. All about the shock factor. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I know he's like a drunk and stuff, but clearly he like recognized the group since he had issues with them. Oh, that's a good point. Did he recognize them or is he just that much of an asshole that he was willing to fight whoever? That they were just unfortunate in coming in contact with him multiple times. Yeah, I don't. That's an interesting to think about, too. Like, obviously, it wasn't like premeditated because he didn't know like it's it's not shown that he's like stalking them or whatever but like i Mm -hmm. wonder if he recognized them and was you know kind of a little bit more accelerated in his violence than he might have normally been or he's just pissed off and they got him on his 
worst day. I don't, I mean, that's a good point. I don't know. Huh. Weird. Ugh. Well, I hope he never gets out. <laughs> Me too. I mean, he's in Europe, but I, for those in Europe, for your sake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Poor Rob. Poor Rob. I say, and that's it. Um, I'm going to put the foundation mm-hmm. um, in Instagram. I don't know if they have a Facebook, but definitely on Instagram. Um, and, you know, knife violence doesn't affect you and I, Amber, as much. Mm-mm. But I think it it's obviously something that needs to be addressed. And so yeah. it was kind of cool for me to read into that, too. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, well, and it's something that, like, it's almost like we're so desensitized to the things going on here that mm-hmm. there are a lot of the same things going on in different countries. It's just a different weapon. Yep, exactly. And that's super unfortunate. Like, that is crazy that in 2021, 30 men. Yeah, young men, died. like teenagers. Young, Yeah, died. And we're, yeah, we're talking teenagers. So 13 to 19. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah like that. I, I can't imagine how their legislation hasn't tried something new because clearly what they're doing isn't working and hopefully the foundations like what rob's parents have going help with that because i mean it's awareness like you just need mm-hmm. awareness to stuff like this exactly i know it was oh. you know i i did this case i chose this case because of harry potter and mm-hmm. it it opened me i mean i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed this research it was a lot yeah. and it was very mm-hmm. extensive but um i i'm glad that i got to see a whole other side of what his family has done you know for his legacy Mm -hmm. and it's just nice to see well and i'm surprised that i haven't heard of this like did did the harry potter like did something happen in that community like when this happened did they have like a a tribute or something that i like missed um i mean they did in europe they definitely Mm -hmm. you know made public statements of course saying yeah hearts go out you know um they the foundation does talk about what Paramount did, or it's not Paramount. Is it Warner Brothers that does? Warner Brothers, yeah. Yeah, so they do. They do mention that they made like a donation and you know talked oh, about okay. it, but um, I don't know. And it's kind of fun. Some of the pictures I'm going to be sharing are mm-hmm. Rob with like Rupert Grint and Daniel oh. Radcliffe and um, Tom Felton and you know oh, all wow. the Harry Potter guys. So. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of fun to look at and just remember him in those happy, in the ways that we love. You know, Harry Potter is something that mm. we love and find comfort yeah. in. So that's how I'm going to remember him, you know, oh, for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just, yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to, like, go back and rewatch the reunion and see if, like, his name is on. It wasn't. They did. Oh, you did look? Well, no, but I mean, I feel like I knew that I remembered that um, Rob had been stabbed Mm. I I don't know how I learned about this. <laughs> how yeah, do I learn like, about anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, his name was on my list, and yeah, oh. and so I just well, that's unfortunate. Like I get it. Like it's a little bit, you know, some of the tribute that they did obviously was for people who passed of you know like illness, at, like Alan Rickman and stuff like that. But like, and I get like this is a little difference. It's knife violence, and there was drinking involved. But like. He wasn't the aggressor in this situation. Oh, no. He was trying to save people. And yeah, was... so that's surprising that they wouldn't, you know, it's, I don't know. So, see, to me, it feels like, like, it's great that they did things, and that's awesome. But it also kind of feels like they, they did things and then kind of moved on. I mean, maybe his name, I I would hope his fucking name is on the list, you know, because they even had a part of, like, those they who did, we remember. Yeah. So mm-hmm. his name better be on. I didn't pay attention for that, but I know they didn't discuss 
someone hit, dying yeah. of knife yeah. violence, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to, that's what I mean. I'm going to go back and watch and oh, I see. names and see if his name's on there. I hope it is because if not, it is kind of like, you know, oh, here's our donation. This is very sad and unfortunate. And then like kind of moving on, you know? Mm, yeah, that would suck. Yeah. So I will comment and let you guys know on the Instagram <laughs> okay, after good. I rewatch the reunion again. <laughs> right. Probably next week when we re-listen to this and remember that we said we would do yeah. something. <laughs> right. Or I'll do it like today, like really want to get it done. And oh, then there I'll you forget go. to comment. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, Leslie, that was really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I should talk like this. <laughs> Yeah, and then we just lost all of our British followers. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though because they're all British, and they all oh my you god, know, I know. it was I, it was good to listen to. <laughs> I love doing cases where there are um, accents; they're my favorite. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, good job. I think that you Thank did you. an amazing job, including with what it sounds like all that information out there. Like it's it's yeah <laughs> hard when you get into a case like that. It's really hard to like research it and make sure you're not copying but also making sure you're getting the gist of it like it, it gets kind of tricky with yes. kind of you know researching off of other people so it's like a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. you can have those cases where there's no information yeah and, and then you're like pulling it together and yes by yourself <laughs> or you can have these cases where there's so mm-hmm. much information and yeah like yeah. you said you're trying not to like copy someone and trying to mm. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it you want to do it. Yeah, you want to do it justice, but you also want to make sure you're not just like repeating something that's already out there. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So well, good job, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and definitely, yeah, we'll like Leslie said, we'll make sure that we um, share the foundation and things like that because that's definitely something that you know, if you can contribute in any way, liking, sharing, anything like that, that helps that foundation as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody. Clue me up. Oh, yes, the clue. All right. You almost forgot. How could you forget? I did. I was saying goodbye. I was like, later. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just so, like, sad. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, cool, like, knife violence, and now I just get to contemplate that today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You'll just like Craig will text you and be like, she's like in a ball in the closet. (gasps) (laughs) It's just really sad that like that's happening to teenage people. Like, I know it's going to stick with me. Good job. It was a good one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my clue for next week is Jeff Bezos probably doesn't want us to know about this review. What? I'm so excited. (laughs) One more time. Jeff Bezos probably doesn't want us to know about this review. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that's it. We're going after the millionaires or the billionaires now. (laughs) Eat the rich. Yes. (laughs) All righty, friends. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And like we said, check out Instagram and all that fun stuff. And tell us what your Hogwarts house is. Tell us what your American version of a Hogwarts house is. Yes. I think it's called Ilvermorny, but I can never say it right. So I just say the American school. Yeah, the American (laughs) school. Um, Tell us what your Patronus is. Uh, Tell us. Uh, well, you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> I know. I already know what it is. 
it's a dolphin, which I was excited about until you ruined. And I can't remember if that stayed in a podcast or not. <laughs> I think it's in our Skinwalkers podcast <laughs> or episode. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, good luck to whoever goes back and listens to that one to find out what the yeah. joke is, because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> one still scares the shit out of me. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, now- I'm a water buffalo. That's my Patronus. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Yeah. <gasps> I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I mean, well, according to J.K. Rowling, it's a cat, but J.K. Rowling is transphobic, so fuck her. And um, I... <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, holy crap, Leslie, that's crazy. <laughs> However, I have some... I don't want to talk about my spiritual journey anymore. I've had yeah, enough yeah, of that yeah. today. But yeah. just just know it's a water buffalo. All right? Okay. Well, I, I thought, like, I was going to say, like, the website gave it to you. And I was like, holy shit. That would have been <laughs> it's crazy. It's really accurate. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, common ones are the cats, for sure. Um, yeah. So mine, mine is at least, like, not common. But yes. unfortunately, it's been tainted by Leslie's knowledge of dolphins. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not my... <laughs> It's not my fault that dolphins are predators, all right? Yeah, they are. I well, just told used, you. Yeah, I know. You did. But I was <laughs> like, you know, it used to be my favorite animal when I was a kid. I had, like, dolphin statues. And, like, that was, you know, like, in the 90s, you had, like, a thing that your parents always bought for you because you liked it, right? Yeah. And mine was dolphins. So I had dolphin statues. I had a dolphin bedspread at one point. Like... <laughs> My life was dolphins, and now looking back, I'm just so sad that they're just like the creepy chads of the ocean. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I really am sorry that I ruined that for you. <laughs> but I'm going to shamelessly say that's one of my favorite activities is when I hear that people's favorite animal is a dolphin. <laughs> I have to tell them. <laughs> you have to ruin it. I have to do it. I'm sorry. I just... There we go. Well, this will be cut out for sure, but... You'll wish it wasn't. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe it'll come back. That was a great, great episode. Oh, Leslie. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and now you guys have my clue. And yeah, so we will, you know, like I said, leave your Harry Potter house and all that good stuff. And we will talk to you guys later. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. The Grim Mystics was written and produced by Amber Scribick and Leslie Gregg. Cover art was done by Leah Taylor. The Grim Mystics theme song was written and produced by Bear and Abby Golden. You can find us on Instagram at The Grim Mystics. You can also follow The Grim Mystics on Facebook at The Grim Mystics. <laughs> <laughs>